Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, senior tech editor at The Verge. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is a show where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about consumer tech. It could be anything at all, like which gadgets Kara Swisher is going to write about at CES, because I hear she is super excited for CES. You're going going. for the woman thing. You're going for a panel, aren't you? Just the woman, the the, the fact that there's no women. You're not going to hang out with me? No. Really? I'm trying. I thought we were gonna I'm going to fly in there. and fly out. Maybe we will. Oh, I need to be we'll on the Kara Swisher schedule. We'll see. I don't love Vegas this year. I don't want to go. Anyway, so send us your questions. Find us on Twitter or tweet them to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag Too Embarrassed. We also have an email address. It's too embarrassed at Recode.net. And a friendly reminder, there are two R's and two S's in Embarrassed. For the spelling... Impaired. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you doing? This is going to be our first episode of 2018. Yes. This is, how many years have we been doing this? We've time? been doing this podcast for two whole years We were way ahead of the now. curve. We were so ahead of the curve. So I remember I curve. said that year that uh, podcasts were the new business card. Right. And people really liked that. Right. Like it was on like Vox Media marketing materials at yep. one point. Mm-hmm. But our inaugural podcast two years ago was with The Verge's Casey Newton. And this is the best part. I love this. We talked about CES because mm-hmm. of the timing. Yeah. And we talked about Peach. Peach. Oh, Do you remember that That was app? the best social network on a Friday and then it was over by Saturday. It really was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Yeah. And then the next episode we talked to Steven Sanofsky oh. about uh, cars and all kinds of things. I just had lunch with him. He was, he's, he's really fun. He's another person I like to talk to. Yeah, we should have him back. Steven Sanofsky, come back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've already asked him. Anyway, today on Two Embarrassed Ass, we have someone totally new. We're delighted to be joined in the studio here at KQED in San Francisco by Manny Bamfo. He's the CEO of a company called Recharge, but no, this is not about recharging batteries, although that's a very good business too. No, it's about recharging people. people. Manny, welcome to Too Embarrassed to Ask. Welcome. Uh, well, rather, so excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> well, he's also welcoming us welcome in the yeah, studio. Absolutely. He actually, he actually has created a hotel control. room out of this uh, KQED yeah, studio exactly. right now. So he's welcoming recharged. us. Yeah, yeah. we use the studio by the minute. Uh, right. I have to say, we got a lot Tons. of responses we and questions surprised. from people about yeah. this topic we're talking about today, partly because... I tweeted about paying for hotel rooms by the minute. And so, of course, some people went straight to, like, rendezvous and prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're going to get to a lot of the legitimate questions that we received in the later half of the show. People love this topic. But let's talk with Manny first about recharge. What what are you trying to do with recharge? very briefly, Manny. Absolutely. So, recharge is a living network. And in that network, we allow people to use living space for as long or as short as they like. So, you can walk into a hotel and... You can use it for one minute or you can use it for one million minutes. It's totally up to you. It is 100% in your control. Okay. So it's a very much like it's down the lane of like the WeWorks and the, the t- right now bars in San Francisco are being turned into workspaces. Yeah. It's the idea is there's yeah. all this unused inventory. Correct. And Correct. you are taking advantage of that. So it's a, it's a bigger conceptual idea. And why not do it for hotel rooms, which sit empty? How Correct. much of the time? It's like cars or Ubers or Correct. anything else, right? Correct. How so, did you get into this? Like, what? Tell us a little yeah, bit about your, your background story. and then tell us about the moment where you were like, I want to use this excess inventory for hotel rooms to do this thing. Yeah, so it's, uh, absolutely it is about underutilized space. Um, and if you look at the suite of, of companies looking at this, you mentioned companies that are utilizing uh, bars. For us, we think about this in terms of fluid real estate. Um, so real estate right now is extremely rigid. Right. So you have to use your apartment. It has to be a one-year lease or in a hotel. There's a 12 p.m. checkout, 3 p.m. check-in. I hate the checkouts. Yeah, it's it's rigid. I hate the check-ins. 
you, you can't control it. And so there's a whole myriad of startups that are making that, at least on the supply side, much more fluid, where instead of the supplier telling you the time function of how you purchase it, you as the consumer can say, I purchase it in the exact way I want. Um, in terms of how we got into this, before, uh, before this, I was working in ride sharing. So I worked at a very small startup. I ran growth and Lyft acquired it. And after that, I had the opportunity to sync up with the investors who led that round, um, Cyan and Scott Bannister. And I began thinking about, um, I thought a lot about traffic patterns because here in San Francisco in the Bay Area, you'll have people, you know, a lot of drivers who will come from the outskirts and they'll drive in San Francisco. But mm-hmm. many of these people, they can't afford to live in SF. Right. I, mean, I can barely afford to live in San Francisco, right? right? And so they'll come from Vallejo or from San Jose or from Daly City. Um, and when they come into the center of the city, oftentimes they weren't able to use the bathroom, right? You can't walk into Uber and use the bathroom. That's that's ridiculous, right? So uh, we would offer living space and different like break locations for them. And I remember one day there was somebody who came to our, our location was like, Bro, like, I would pay you $50 an hour just to use the restroom in the city. Did he actually say bro? Were you like, all right. He he said something different. He said something different. What he really said was that I'd pay 50 bucks to to use the bathroom in the city. But I won't won't go so far as to what he said exactly. But uh, the bottom line was, like, I started thinking about it. Like, yeah, I mean, I walked into a Starbucks. I, I, I can't, like break here. Like right. I, I can't just lay out yeah. and just use right. it for the time I want. I walked right. I booked an Airbnb. I, I can't just stay however I want. I, right. I can't and, and the space is free. It's sitting free everywhere. There's Correct. all kind just Correct. the way it is with bars or Correct. like there there's all this free inventory. And again Uber and Lyft were founded on that idea of, free, of like I remember uh uh Zimmer uh John Zimmer telling me, you know, eighty percent of cars are not in use. You know, because right. the driver, driver downtime yeah. is a big thing. Right. right. Not just that, but the driver, the cars are empty. There's all kinds of emptiness going on in lots mm-hmm. of places and inventory well, management. Like, I was going to say, then things, then things are priced uh, like around those constraints. Like if right. you have a hotel room that's, you know, priced for 24-hour usage, even though someone's right. only using it for 12, then the price, uh, And it's also priced, that. Manny. Tell me, you, you and I talked about this, around the needs of the hotel, the cleaning needs. Correct. The, they don't think about usage. Like, they aren't thinking about loads. And so, what's interesting, speaking of people who think about loads, is you have an investment uh, from JetBlue's tech incubator, JetBlue uh, JetBlue Technology Ventures, um, when you launched. So, they were thinking about it. Explain that. Well, first of all, um, JetBlue is a fantastic airline. Um, It's an outstanding airline. And so, for us, the the relationship was very natural. Um, I think in 2017, there were a lot of issues in terms of like customers having complaints with the with the overall travel journey. Mm-hmm. And so for JetBlue, they're thinking about it. They have millions of passengers that might you know experience a cancellation or a delay, mm-hmm. or millions of passengers who will land and they'll have a, a red eye right. and they can't check in until a certain amount of time. Right. And to be able to offer those customers a piece of their home, right? Because that's what we sell. Right. Like in your house, you know, you know Carol Lauren, when you guys are at home, you can sleep. You can have a conversation with your mom or, mm-hmm. or your or you can cry you can do whatever you want but when you're out in the go it, you, you can't get that haven mm-hmm. um, and so that's what JetBlue and, is able to and give in the Europe they on the do go. in airports they have these capsule Correct. things they don't have Correct. them in the US at all there's there's sometimes if you belong to one of the lounges yeah, they have like a shower the club yeah. or yeah. the Delta Sky club but it's not great one. it's not it's expensive it's and it's not a great experience and it's not convenient at all. and you still don't have real private time no. like you can shower private. but then yeah. when you go out to the lounge you're still surrounded by other people Tiny crackers with other people. Yeah, it's true. And it's always expensive. It's always, it's expensive. you know, I have money, but I'm like, I'm not paying for that, like, kind of thing. And so, and you can, can't pick the level of service. Like, and in your case, you're trying to get hotels of different prices. 
Right. We, we started in the luxury category, right? right? So we were the first in history to have a Four Seasons that was selling by the minute, right? Right. So wow. we absolutely started in the luxury category in a similar way that Uber started with, with you know, with the limo, for example. Right. Um, but oh. yeah, right now we do offer several tiers of service um, where you can use hotels that are three-star, four- or five-star. Right. So your pricing is around uh, a do- about a dollar to two dollars per minute. Is that accurate? It it will fluctuate. Uh, so it's dynamic pricing. It's sure. definitely dynamic. Okay. So let me ask you something. Right. So right now we're all here in the studio. Right. Mm-hmm. So none of us are at home. So like one question to think about is that if you were going to offer your home for forty five minutes to somebody to come and recharge, what would that cost be? Right. What does 45 minutes or an hour of space, what does that, what is that? There's no market price for 45 minutes at the W or 45 minutes in your house. or Right. Or, right. Yeah, but right. I think those so are different value prices. I was going to say, those, are, yeah. price, oh, those sure. are different value propositions because <laughs> a, hotel, a, yeah. a hotel just has the inventory there and they already have all these safeguards in place. But with a home, it's like the Airbnb thing. Yeah. Like, oh, someone's coming into my home. They're looking at my fridge. They're using my toilet. They're playing with my but cat. But hotels you know? are not. You're right. It's just empty. It's, it's empty space. Empty. Right. It's just empty space. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I guess I'm saying like I wouldn't even know to answer your question, I wouldn't know what I would charge because I'd be thinking about all the private space in my home as opposed to a hotel room. Also, but for a hotel room, this seems to make a lot of sense. Um, how did you How did you determine the pricing? Like, how did you look at it and say— And there's a, there's a fee you pay for everyone, too. Correct. It's there like is a— $25 fee or We have a service fee, um, so it's like— Per booking? Per booking, correct. Okay. So, um, we didn't Eventually start that not, I'm guessing, like if it's a subscription kind of thing, correct? Uh, you could eventually subscribe— Correct. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's a booking fee. Okay, so there's a $25 booking fee. And then let's say I stay in a hotel room for eight hours. That's probably long, I would think, for, yeah, you know, that's, you could sleep in eight hours. It's like have a night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And then it's $2 per minute, so you're paying $25 plus $16. So okay, that's so actually, let's just take a quick— Right, give us an example. Yeah, so for example— Oh, it's um, by minute. Sorry, I was doing the calculation wrong. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Depending upon how long you book it, you'll be priced to di- you'll be quoted a different price, right? So longer. So you stay the longer you stay, the cheaper it is. Right? Okay. So we've actually designed it so that if you were to stay, for example, twelve hours or anywhere from twelve to sixteen hours in a hotel room, that would be a certain portion of the actual overnight rate. But if you were to go in and just stay for two hours then you would have what we kind of focus on as day pricing. So right now here in San Francisco, if you were to look up Hotel Zeta, for example, uh, one of our our partner hotels, um, right now that hotel is probably $40 an hour, right? So if you were to stay, you know, two hours or so with the cleaning fee or the service fee, rather, it's about a hundred bucks. Right. Um, But if you were to stay at Hotel Zeta for 16 hours, then that rate would be much more commiserate and more equal to an overnight rate. So, But it's your timing. It's also your timing. Correct. That's one of the issues. You don't have to stick in there 12 to th- check in at 3, check out at 12 kind of you thing. You just do what you want, right? If you so you're were paying t- for the convenience. You pay for the convenience. Right. So for the person who comes in on a red eye yep. and lands at 7 and has a meeting at 1 and they just want a four-hour nap, that's actually more expensive. But then you're also probably tapping into the business market where people are maybe able to expense that uh, as part of their business travel. Um, Um, But that's, so how much would something like that be if you're just looking for a four-hour window in the morning to take a nap and a shower? Well, it depends on the the tier of service. Yeah, it depends on the tier of service. You could find a hotel where that might cost you 300 bucks. Or you could find a hotel that would cost you 80 bucks. Yeah. Uh, The other thing to note here is that if you come in, in their example, if you stay from 7 a.m., to 7 a.m. the next day, in the hotel's eyes, that's two nights, right? 
Um, so there are actually times where you can go in and you can use it for 24 hours and that's cheaper because they're going to ask you anytime before 3 p.m. check-in, they're going to ask you to book the day before, right? So it's convenient. It's a convenience yeah. thing. Yeah. It's really interesting. And you could, as you get bigger, you could see it becoming, as you understand the, the usage, because hotels really don't keep track of this stuff, like how the no, they, don't. they just don't. And they worry about cleaning and that's the, and they, are, they don't have flexible cleaning schedules when they could. They actually could do a lot of this through technology, which is interesting. So we, how, we got a lot of questions yeah, about, in gonna, the second half of the show, yeah, a, a lot of people were asking but, about I, the cleaning. Two, two, two quick questions before we get to that. We'll, we'll do that through the questions. Yeah. So it's available for you guys in San Francisco, right? San Francisco and New York. New York. And then York. how difficult okay. it is to make partnership with these hotel chains? Um, you know, and, it's, it, it, it the value prop once a hotel starts working with us is is instantly clear, mm-hmm. um, and it's because of the yield. So yeah. if you think about travel as a huge market, five hundred and fifty billion dollar industry, right? Traditional hotel travel, right? From the OTAs to the the corporations like Marriott, Starwood, Four Seasons, all of these guys, you'll you'll have your traditional hotels, and then you'll have online travel agents and. In the industry right now, everybody for the most part is focused on discount rating or rate parity, right? right. So I'm a hotel. Like I'm Hotel Marriott, Tonight, right? For a perfect mm-hmm. example, yeah. right? And Hotel Tonight, they've done a great job. Um, the fundamental value prop is is cost, right? So you go on Marriott, the hotel's 200 bucks. On Hotel Tonight, it's 160 For us, that's not necessarily our philosophy, right? Our, our philosophy is is that if the hotel is selling it for 200 how can we allow that hotel to sell it for maybe 350 by servicing several customers. So we expand yield. Um, and we expand that so yield. So they like that. Yeah, who, who doesn't? So why don't they do like it themselves? Um, it's hard to do. It it, it's, it's hard to do. Um, and also in this business, um, I mean, it would it'd be the same question. Why doesn't Hotel Tonight do this? Why doesn't Priceline do this? Because nobody's thinking about it in or this Airbnb. way. Right or, or well, and it probably not. involves a deeper sort of level of integ- integration with the hotel partner as well. Like with Hotel Tonight, if they just know there's inventory. They're able to price out that inventory for that traditional hotel room stay. You're talking about blocks of hours during which there are certain logistics you know, that have to happen. Someone if, has to be able to clean in that time. Like, So I'd imagine the communication level with the hotel partner is, is much greater. If we had a hotel, let's call it Recode, recode and Recharge, right? Mm-hmm. A hundred room hotel. In order to run Recharge effect- efficiently, really we need to understand, even if we're a hundred percent occupied, we have a hundred people coming in, there'll be 20 people who leave early in the morning and 20 people who don't come till late at night. So you have all this vacancy during the day. Yeah. We'd have to understand your vacant, the number of vacant rooms that you have per hour of the day. Um, and our They're technology- probably predictable too. It is predictable, right? Um, when you look and you actually study the arrivals and departures, um, patterns of every hotel, it is predictable. And that allows us to be able to interface that vacant inventory to our customers. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you, are you, are you spotting, are you able to spot patterns or are your hotel partners able to, able to spot patterns based on the kind of- traveler it is like for example if there's a family of four you know are they are they leaving before checkout time or right out checkout time compared to the business traveler who maybe is you know up and out the door by seven o'clock in the morning because she has business meetings to get to right like do you know do you have that granularity of detail around who are these people who are using this and how they're using hotels 100 percent. but i i want to um double click into the word you use you use traveler that's not um, what we focus on, um, and, and here's why. So in traditional hotels, apartments, you know, this space overall, people service the traveler. When you break down the time function to the minute, all of a sudden we now have locals. We have a lot of locals as well as commuters and travelers. So we have customers that use us who come in from L.A., 
And we also have customers who use us who come in from Palo Alto and Alameda, or we'll have customers who live in the sunset and work in FIDI, right? So we segment out our customers along travelers, commuters, and locals. And there are huge differences. And I think the other thing that makes this really interesting is that the demand patterns are extremely different. So if you think about Thanksgiving, a lot of times those hotels are, are very empty, but we all have commuters that are coming in on Black Friday, right? Yeah. And so that that different patterns um, also kind of adds to the value prop as we fill in their vacancy. Right. Okay. We have a lot of questions, but last very quick question, if you can answer briefly. Yeah. You have a lot of compet- the hotel chains like Yotel that sort of sure. does this. And the, uh, what's the biggest difference between what your competitors do? There's day use, hotels sure. by day, even sure. breather. And sure. apparently you guys use breather at the Verge. We use breather a lot at the Verge, but it's it's funny because we'll use it for our video shoots. Got it. Breather, for those of you who don't know, is a service kind of like this. There are these empty spaces uh, around the city. Spaces, and yeah, they're usually really nice looking. Like if you ever look at our videos and you think, oh, wow, the Verge writers all have these like perfect millennial little apartments. They're not, I don't have like exposed brick in my home and like nice airy lighting and all of this <laughs> like shabby she- mid, mid-century modern I furniture. Do. You do. No, um, but the breathers all have that aesthetic and we shoot a lot of our videos in yeah, them. And smart. But the one thing I've always thought is I, I wonder if I could ever take a nap in this place. Like if I ever really need to take a nap into there are no showers from the, what I have seen. I did and it the other day on an Airbnb experience. They were renting something that was But that's an Airbnb. Where you'd no, expect no, it was to a have... Ra- it was an Airbnb experience, and the guy said he got the thing for temporary use to do his ramen. Anyway, it was really oh. interesting. Oh, that's interesting. It made me think about all the unused space everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. but Breather is a good example of this too. So what yeah. would you say is your biggest differentiator between all of the examples we've just we've just? Yeah, listed? I think Breather is certainly one of the companies that we think about is in the foray of fluid real estate. Um, They're reimagining the way that you can utilize real estate, and they've done a tremendous job. Uh, I would say the biggest difference is that we are a living space. So if you think about networks, right, you'll have a network like LinkedIn, which was the the world's professional network. Mm -hmm. You have Facebook, which was the world's social network. Recharge is building the world's living network where you can access and get living space for as long or as short as you want anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Um, so that's even really kitchens, like if someone wanted to cook a big meal, but they didn't have the right kitchen for it, could yeah. you do that? That absolutely will yeah. be a component yeah. of recharge, right? Yeah. Or absolutely. Any, any Airbnb, living space. Obviously, Airbnb is the one you've got to be nervous about. We're nervous about a lot of things. Yeah, Airbnb. We're, of, we're nervous <laughs> about a lot of things. We're excited about a lot of things as well. So wait, if you had to look at your next market that, yeah. you, that you really want to expand into, tap into, what what is that market and why? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have people on our wait list in L.A. and D.C. and Miami. Oh, areas. Cities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cities. So, yeah, I mean, we have health situation. London, too. Right. The route between London and New York. Yeah. uh, It's a it's a pretty big one. And so we I'm always get there at a weird time and I have to wait for my hotel. I would I would pay. I would Hmm. pay to just have a little snooze. Yeah. I've heard yeah. from a lot of business travelers who said who said they would use this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So let's get yeah. into listener Q&A. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. We're here with Manny Banfo. He's Banfo. Is that right? Banfo. Banfo. Absolutely. What a great name. Uh, the CEO of Recharge. And now we're going to take some questions from our readers and listeners. Lauren, would you like to read the first question? And then we're going we're gonna to group them, right, Lauren? Correct? Yeah, because we got a lot uh, for this one. So this group of questions and, and comments were primarily concerns about cleaning crews, wages, even the environment. Sure. Uh, Sam we'll Donnelly. Short answer. Absolutely. Uh, Sam Donnelly remarked that hotel room cleaners are some of the hardest working, lowest paid people in modern society. I wouldn't pay for this without some assurance they're getting a cut of my money. Uh, Lee Ball said, on the one hand, I would use this, um, using use this and paraphrasing that, but turning a room around for a few minutes use has to be bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone else was asking about the cleaning fee, if the cleaning fee is charged separately. Um, 
James Stribe commented that fixed costs like laundry and cleaning could kill the concept. The rooms and buildings would have to have a whole new format. And Nick Felker says, it takes a while right now to clean out a hotel room for the next guest. Would the turnaround time be faster? Okay, that's a whole lot of questions. It's a whole bunch of questions. It's really all paying the cleaners. Start with paying the cleaners. Absolutely. So we um, add more work for cleaners. Um, And so cleaners do make more money with recharge. Um, and every individual recharge clean is billed at the exact same rate as a regular clean, even though um, on average cleaning a recharge room is about half the time. Um, but we still give the cleaners the same amount of cash as if they were to clean a room that somebody stayed in for three or four days, for example. And you're paying that. Recharge is paying that to the hotel the who pays it through to the, the, the cleaning crew. The hotel, will, the hotel will, pay, um, will pay the room attendants, will pay the cleaners on our behalf. But you can't make them do that, right? Uh, we cannot make them do that, um, but all our hotels are compliant with union rules, um, and so they do do that. Okay. Okay. Right. And so is that that fee, is that something that's worked into the service charge? When I, as a customer, yeah. come and pay recharge, that 20- Not always. Okay, not, so not, how, where does that money come from? Not just- always. It just comes from our customer plate. So we always make sure uh, our averages are well in the hundreds of dollars, and so uh, we, what you pay, what our customers pay to use recharge covers the cleaning fees and then some. Um, to make sure that our cut and the hotel's cut is is well worth everybody's while. So it's not a percentage. It's not a percentage of each stay that someone is paying that goes to cleaning. It's actually a flat. It's a flat rate based on union rules. Um, so each hotel will have their own um, their own rate that they pay their their cleaners. They have a certain amount of credits, which is a certain amount of cleans that each um, room attendant will do per day, and they pay out in in accordance to their own hotel. Uh, what we'll do is we'll make sure that the money that they receive from the customer more than pays for that. So, for example, um, in some five-star hotels, um, for example, we operate at the Pierre. And, you know, we've operated at the Taz. We've operated at Four Seasons. To clean those rooms, it costs more than, for example, cleaning at a Hyatt, for example. Uh, but we make sure that in the rate that we have, um, when the hotel receives the customer plate, it more than covers the cleaning cost. Right, Even so though that the cleaning costs more are variable. Work, more work. What about, so what about the environment? When you go to a hotel room now, they always say, please reuse our towels. Yeah. Please reuse the sheets. Let us know if you want to reuse them because it's cleaner, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. I guess if someone, if three different groups or families or That's people are coming goes. through. It's not good for the environment. It's, yeah, there's a lot. What I can, can say is they're towel? not all using the towels. Yeah. You never know. You can bring your own. Oh, yeah. People, it's yeah. a lighter use of the room, but this is something that we're focused on as well. And, you know, as we continue to grow, We'll begin to measure this and, and work to making it as environmentally as possible. That's a hard one. There's more towels. Is there like a flat fee or a flat um, split that you, you've established with all of your hotel partners or it does depends. it vary? It depends. It depends on our hotel. Yeah, but cleaning cleaning the towels and washing hmm. them is a cost. It's certainly a cost. Okay. Uh, but it's all of this stuff that, that gives us our advantage, right? So if you think about a lot of the innovations that have come from the hotel, a lot of it was, you know, driven primarily just by being online, just right. by being mobile. Right. This is one innovation that is actually coming from the operations. So to the person's question about, wow, you know, cleaners are, are very hardworking, not necessarily paid very well. Our position is, it's like, we know that. And when we think about the gig economy, one of the things that really excites us is that this innovation is actually being driven from the inside of the hotel. Um, So it's a combination of looking at workplace efficiency as well as technology. 
Um, being driven from inside the hotel, how so? The operations, right? As it's the cleaning to... schedules that are changing. It's the way that they are actually working. It's it's the actual workers in the they, hotel that they work... have not changed that in, at all. I think I'm guessing. I'm guessing hotels are run incredibly bad. Well, that's they, I would the imagine. They take away the... things the way airlines does. They've taken away room service. They've taken Correct. away. Correct. They're rolling them back a lot. You know, things, yeah. kind of thing, which is. You know, you can get stuff delivered now, but it's a really interesting question. It's that hotels are very much like airlines. Is that they they have been, the experience has not gotten better at a, at a hotel? I think over the years because of technology. Well, and the, they're allowed to do that because they rely on fixed schedules for the most part. So right. whenever you rely on a eleven a.m. checkout time or a three p.m. check in time, the then that window in the middle the world is not fixed. It's not. I mean, think about it's retail. Fluid. Like I have to it's go nine. Fixed. The other day, I was getting something in a store and it was not open. I was like, I'm going to Amazon. Like it was like yeah. I, I don't think about it at all, which is, is interesting. You're right. The world is not fixed. That is a very good quote for 2018. Are you are you in touch with uh, cleaning people who are adapting to these new schedules? Like, They're like you your know, drivers. They're yeah, like drivers. We're, exactly. Like, are you in touch with the people who are actually doing the groundwork at one of your partner hotels who suddenly has a cleaning, like, maybe in the middle of the day when normally it would be checkout time or whatever it might be? Our technology and our operations do interface with all aspects of the hotel to make sure it runs efficiently. Okay. All right. Well, we, all right. we're going to be watching on that one. All right. From this already exists category of comments, don't be offended, Manny. No, no. Uh, you know, on. super common in China to pay by the hour. I'm surprised it's not a common practice elsewhere. Oh, fine. China does everything right. What do you have? Good idea. There's a startup in Barcelona that already does that. Thank you. Amsterdam Airport Shower Hotel. All right. We know those. Uh, be aware, uh, Treb again, uh, be aware that we have the service via American Express Centurion lounges. I've had meetings, meals, and showered there. It's also right here at the airport. I guess it depends on the larger market. Yes, if we don't all have the American Express black card, we can't do these things. But I don't I don't think you have to have the black card in for any case, they're expensive. You have to, right. yes. they're expensive and it's not yeah. sleeping. It's not snoozing. I think the only place so I've Kathy, ever snoozed who wrote about was the... German, a German Frankfurt Airport. I think I snoozed. Wait, Amsterdam Airport has a shower hotel? Mm-hmm. You just Kathy shower, Clapperich though. says? I've yeah. been to Amsterdam Airport. I didn't know there was like a shower you know, hotel. Here they in do, but not, it's not easy. At SFO, SFO, at the International Terminal, there's actually a shower that you can book. Is there? There is. Really? Yeah. I was just there. I didn't know that. It's hard to find. It's hard to find. Mm. And so that's what we do. We bring this to the forefront of the consumer's mind. Yeah. Uh, letting them know that it, at a click of a button, there's there's always living space you can access. And I, I think that's one of the, the concept that people don't get it. That they yeah. One of the most surprising um, use cases that have kind of come up with this concept are, are just the, the whole host of nursing moms that have started to use this, right? Yes. Where that's, now that's it, it, it's that they don't have to pump in the bathroom. They don't have to go and, and look for privacy. They can they can always find privacy whenever they need it and relying on recharging. Mm-hmm. Right? Well. Mm-hmm. Almost. It's an, I was just totally. going to say, it's a nice idea if your, work, if your workplace continue. is not providing the proper room for you, which they should, then yeah. I would hope this would not have to be your fallback. But I guess yeah. for the if you're really like transit in between places and you're not relying on a workplace to provide a, a mother's room for you, then that's a really good option. We know. You know, I ended up and I ended up like stranded in Hong Kong at five in the morning. I was going to say stranded, but it was like five in the morning when I landed and it was in yeah. Hong Kong and I didn't know anybody and I couldn't check into my hotel room and I ended up sitting in a steam room. <laughs> Like two that's, hours. that's crazy. I was like, very dehydrated. Just, well, there was like I don't know. There was also like a bench outside of the steam room where I could just right. like sit for a while, and then I could shower. But we've but heard yeah, all just, sorts of stories. We've heard people yeah. say that they like will crash in the floor of an equinox or on their office yes. floor or in a movie theater. Yeah. We've heard all sorts of things. I was going to say that know? my significant other is big on the the gym thing. Like yeah. when he he takes a lot of red eye flights, and when he lands, he always just tries to find a gym that he can go shower at and. 
We'll know, give him a code. He can, he can and, use. He can use recharge on. Well, we can not accept gifts, Manny. But thank you very much for thank the you. offer. He would but probably anyway, try this anyway. We know yeah, it's yeah. out there, but it's like not out there like Uber used to not be out there. It, it is, but it's not. The kind of thing people. It's hard. It's hard to find. Yeah, and it's haphazard. In anyway, all right. Next one: people who really like. The yeah, idea. these are people who were stoked. Go ahead, uh, Matt Rosoff from CNBC. I, well, this is when I asked people if they yeah. would be interested in this. He sure. said yes, absolutely. Regis already does hourly conference room rentals. Probably yeah. others as well. Yep. Hotel yep. room rentals makes sense. Yep. Natalie Panic uh, says she just wrote the 100 emoji. Uh, Brianna Wu, <laughs> who's written into the show a couple times recently. Thanks, Brianna. I would absolutely pay for this. There have been so many times while traveling, I need a place to stop and make a few calls. Tiffany Ashley Bell says I would. I always want to do that to fix up my hair before a meeting, but rare to find outlets in public bathrooms to be able to curl your hair, for example. This is true. Plus, you don't want to be that person standing there with, like, a hot iron, you know, some type of tool. Like, I I always think of this when I'm I'm traveling with my curling iron. I never want to be the person with the hot iron. I don't ever want to be that person standing there in the bathroom. (laughs) Do you have a hot iron, Lord? I have, like, all kinds of hair tools. Really? You have long hair. One of my brothers is a hairstylist. I have not seen a hot iron ever. Um, Yeah, he has better hair than I do. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, Kellyanne Collins, yes, I've rented rooms with Hotel Tonight just to now. There are two services I have on speed dial just in case, but not by minute. Having a spot for six hours when you are in a city for meetings then have to hop a flight makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, hashtag entrepreneur life. Yeah. Uh, yep. So but people seem to really like, like this it. idea. Yeah, like the concept. Yeah. For So business travelers really are your focus right now, Clay. Uh, yeah, I mean, business travels for sure, but uh, again, locals and commuters, um, we just... Oh, commuters, talk about that. I mean, we have customers in the Bay Area that have used this 100 times in 12 months. Right, a hundred times. Wow! And you start to think about who uses Airbnb a hundred times in a year. Yeah. All right, and so it went now. When there are more reasons to use this space, it's not just about when you fly to a new city. You can use it in an existing city. The number of use cases that explode. Right? right. So on the demand side, we're getting more repeat, and on the cons- on the supply side, there's more yield. Uh, what about nefarious? Nefarious. Things? Okay, right. we have to get yes. to this. I'll get to this. So here, Let, let's, let's Ali. Kairaha, something poetic about the oldest profession, infrastructure sure. becoming a new startup. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, by the way, Ali, you can have sex anywhere. But seriously, sure. if it can work, if they manage to squeeze the main cost, which is cleaning labor, so it may turn into another nightmare for non-employees, a la Uber. Uh, when reading Colin Brady, when reading Weinstein-related... Colleen Brady. Colin, Colleen Brady, sorry, Colleen. Uh, when reading Weinstein-related pieces, surprised how many interviews take place in hotel rooms. Uh, they don't. <laughs> it's just a Harvey Weinstein original concept. Maybe there's a need for a new kind of meeting space that can be rented for short periods of time. Yes, there is. A, like Workplace Cafe is one. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. But talk about the nefarious thing. Yeah, I mean, listen... Honestly, it's none of your business. Yeah, All but this people. is not about about rock and roll. You know, yeah. this is this is not about going in, having a party. You know, having some sort of you know affair or anything like that. That that's not what this is about. I mean, have people had intimate moments in recharges? I'm sure, right? Uh, you can do that anywhere. You can do that on the street. You can do it in an Airbnb or a hotel, hotel tonight price, and you can mm-hmm. do that anywhere. Yep. Uh, our focus is really to take the control out of the supplier and put it into the consumer's hands. Right. Um, and and when you do that. Um, it's just an extension of your house, right? Mm-hmm. That you're carrying wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about that purpose. Um, but and in the end of the day, when you open up a service for the world, the world will use it in every imaginable way. Mm-hmm. Um, we we take security uh, very seriously, and we ensure that um, at, at the very minimum, when people are using our product, that we they're all safe. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, worst case scenario, are you on the hook? Are you liable in the event that, let's say, someone does have a, a wild rager of a party and they sure. trash the room? Or let's say um, someone who was in the room complains about uh, some type of sexual harassment or assault while they were 
booked under your service. What happens then? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they would report it to us. Um, we would investigate the issue. Um, and we do have insurance. And we would take responsibility alongside the hotel to ensure that the customer who recharged with us was safe and everything was uh, accounted for. And have you the, had any incidents like that? We have not. We have by the not. way? So that was a big moment for Airbnb. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the, the anonymous person? Like no, it was the anonymous person. Uh, I think the her initials were EJ, who had yeah. her apartment oh, yeah. completely trashed, trashed. And that was, I think, like the... That was a big coming-of-age moment for Airbnb and how they initially Although, handled uh, it. let's be honest. Like, there's never been that happening in hotel rooms. No, no, no. That's what does, we're saying. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. but, but they, when they that happen happens in the life of a startup, it's, yeah. you know, I you mean, have to deal with it eventually. We, we just we just crossed New Year's Eve, right? And the amount of partying that goes on yeah. in hotel rooms on those days. One. That would be interesting. Although yeah. those are probably booked. That, your issue is inventory, too, on peak times, and people actually want this for short times, right? We get inventory 365 days. So. Right, but at New Year's Eve, I bet hotels, are, they're always like, we're 100% booked or whatever. Sure, but the thing that's interesting is that... Oh, getting ready for New Year's parties, too. Correct. Yeah, you can rent it. You want a pregame? No, 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 but like say you're going to the city for a thing and you don't want right. to dress and be dressed yeah. in the car and yeah. driving up from whatever, you know, like where you live out in the boonies, for example. I, don't live, in the, I live in the valley. And I won't have you at my house. <laughs> I won't have you at my house to get dressed. That you would do that. You'd dress you if you're going to an event at a hotel, you could dress there and then just leave behind, like you just do it. Even on those days you're mentioning, yeah. whether it's New Year's Day or Salesforce, we can use dynamic pricing to match yield, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So if the hotel's a thousand dollars a day, great. We can sell it two hundred fifty dollars an hour, right? Yeah. We can hmm. we can match and and we can ensure that we're always performing service. And we, it doesn't always work like that, but we are dynamic. And the reason it doesn't always work like that is because our demand does not follow travel, right? Our demand curve is not a travel demand curve. It's a curve composed of commuters, locals, and travelers. Yeah. All right. So also, um, but you have an age thing, right? Correct? Correct. No no prom. How old do you have to be? 18. 18. 18. Okay. All right. Okay. Sure. Some eighteen-year-olds go to prom. Um, so, so we're going to finish up now. But, but Manny, I mean, this is—it's again—it's the idea behind of yield management of that kind of thing. So, technology really does help that. How behind are hotels in technology? I imagine a lot. I mean, they're talking about doing things like having robots deliver room service, key yep. check-ins. Key check-ins. Still yeah. have taken forever to happen on your sure. phone. No one's doing it that much. I don't—I've done it maybe once or twice. They still have the plastic keys. They move from regular keys. Um, where are we with with hotels and technology? Because you would think the one I stand there's one in New York where I just check in at a at a kiosk and I they get they issue the key and I go up. I never talk to anybody and I really like that. I really the whole check in process is kind of like someone making you like baked Alaska by the table. It's like just give me my key and let me go upstairs. Talk about that just briefly before we end. They're behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank Period. you. Period. They're behind, um, and many of these these guys are our partners, and we're working with them to get ahead of the times. Um, and it's a, it's a weird dynamic, and it's because these companies that manage um, have ended up, you know, second to the OTAs. So you have companies that are huge like Marriott that are a fraction of the value of Priceline, a fraction of the value of Airbnb, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're, they're spending so much time trying to figure out how to compete and to win against these these online travel agents that have come and for the most part taken their pie, um, and it's taken their eyes a little bit above uh, away from technology. Um, they have a long way to go, and you know um, we're definitely a part of the mix and continuing to push that along. Great. I have to say I'm I'm at the point. This is going to sound really terrible. Like I don't want to interface with human beings, but I am at the mm-hmm. point when I come to a hotel. 
I would rather not check in. Right. I just, they know I'm coming. I have a reservation. In most cases, sometimes it's a last yeah, minute thing. But, and you just, you should just, there should be all kinds of authentication that has occurred beforehand or occurs yeah. at the point of entry where you can just walk in and then you get an alert on your phone and it says you're in hotel room 703 and then you just go yeah, and then like you tap your phone it's or your like, watch. Why is there a line? And I should just be able to go in. I, I don't, you, you know, I don't know door, why. You walk the door, Face ID recognizes yeah. you. Yeah. And, and granted, done, you check human out, beings well. are a very, very important part, critical part of the hospitality business. So I'm not suggesting that that should go away. In I mean, better places. But it should, right, it should be for... I want restaurant recommendations. Other services. Although you can use that online too. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I did have an instance recently where like I had to, a human being had to come help me out with something that wasn't working properly in the room, right? But mm-hmm. but for the most part, like just the check-in and check-out process. The check-out process is already this pretty automated. The line waiting. The, I've waited in so many hotel lines. And, That's why yeah, I'm not going to see like yes. certain things. I don't want to wait in another line. Oh, jeez. There's a big lines there. Yeah, I don't like lines. I think lines. lines. Every time I see a line, I'm like, this was inefficiently done. Right. Like, yeah. all lines should not exist. I'm going to try, Carol, we're gonna, we should try and do a recharge. We should, okay. we should you like, and I will have do a it. meeting what do we do? someday. Curl our hair with your curling iron? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. We're going to do it. All right, I'll bring the curling iron. You bring yeah. the $12 juices from yeah. your fancy neighborhood all right. shop, wherever right. you go. Yeah. And we'll have like a meeting. Okay. We'll have, we'll arrange a meeting. Yeah. And um, we could do a podcast. Bring we could do a podcast on. from a. We'd love to have you. Yes. All right. We'll see how it goes. Really. I know. Should there be napping? Yeah, I tried nap. napping. And when I was in the same hotel room as you at South by Southwest, I tried nap. napping. It was a disaster. I tried napping and Kara literally walked over to the bed and she handed me an eye mask. And I thought, that's so nice. She's She knows I'm trying to take a nap. So she handed me an eye mask. And then she proceeded to make like seven phone calls. So I was like, I think you forgot to give me the damn earplugs. Oh, you know what? I tried my best with you. And obviously, you're going to be constantly unhappy. I just. You know, anyway, I don't, we like Kara, the idea. I don't want to escape you. I don't uh-huh. want to escape it's true. you. Okay. In any case, we're going to try it. I think it's a really interesting kind of the conceptual idea of yield management and empty space is like a big one going forward. For You could do it in lots and lots and lots and lots of places. And we will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much, Manny. Thank I you. really thank appreciate you. it. Um, this has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. Manny, thank you for joining us, as we said. And thank you to KQED in San Francisco for letting us record in the studio today. Yes. Thank you for letting us record here. We didn't even have to use a recharge <laughs> yeah. to book it, but yeah. we're here. If you all enjoyed this week's episode as much as we did, be sure to subscribe to our show and you can leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. And also, Manny, what is the what is the recharge? It's an app on... I it's think. an app. You can get it in the Apple Store or in the Play Store and Android. And recharge.com? Recharge.co. Recharge. Co. That's co. Okay. Uh, when you subscribe, be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe on Spotify, Google Play Music, really wherever you listen to podcasts, or just go to our website. Go to recode.net slash podcast and you can find all the good stuff there. And while you're there, you should check out our other shows, Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kopka. And also check out Lauren's shows, Next Level. Next Level, a yes. video series about innovation. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. Uh, check it out if you're interested in check it out. Next Level Tech Innovations. It's really fun. We did something on exoskeletons and water harvesting and mm-hmm. drones. Mm. The Verge also has a great podcast called The Vergecast, hosted by Neil I. Patel, our editor-in-chief. Ashley Carmen and Caitlin Tiffany host a new podcast called Why'd You Push That Button? It's really fun. Button. You know you say button? Button. Everyone always says that. It's really, anyway. It's an East Coast thing. Yeah, you just said some button. other name like that. But anyway, go button. button. And keep an eye out for Casey even Newton. more said Verge Casey Newton. Pod- <laughs> more Verge podcasts coming soon, including one from Casey Newton. Called Converge. Called Converge. Now you're just giving me a valley voice. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> K- 
Casey Newton. I'm very excited for Casey's new podcast. Yeah, Coming soon. Yeah. And don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag Too Embarrassed or email them to TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. Thanks again for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. And thank you to Cadence 13 and Vox Media, which sells all those ads. You can listen to this show for thank free. Thank Thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask about tech. So tune in then.